When the baseball crashed through his window, he was thinking about Ted Williams. Mark had once read that the Red Sox great claimed that when a fastball was screaming toward him at home plate, he could see the stitches on the ball. Mark couldn't see the stitches, but he was aware that the ball was headed directly toward him. A line drive, the radio announcer would say, and he could almost hear the Red Sox games his father listened to during the summer. Back then, June, July, and August seemed like one endless baseball game. For a brief moment, the ball appeared motionless, then grew larger, like a globe rapidly expanding. He jumped out of the way just before it crashed theatrically through the glass, smacked the tall maple bookcase behind him as if it were a backstop, knocked out a few yellowing paperbacks, and landed with a demure plop on the carpet. Shit, he said to no one in particular. He peered through the jagged glass into the neighboring yard. He knew right where to look. It was where they always played ball and made too much noise. The three teenage boys who lived on his block were friendly, but occasionally bothersome. He spotted them now and called down, What the hell were you doing? Sorry, came a trio of adolescent voices. The neighboring yard was several feet lower than his. Mark could never figure out what accounted for the strange undulations in his neighborhood, but some lawns were high, others low. Sometimes he worried about his house being swallowed up by one of those monstrous sinkholes he saw in the news, but it was probably just a natural depression, nothing special. Now, it exaggerated his vantage point. From his first-floor glassed-in den, he looked down on the boys, as if from a great height. It's almost the middle of the night, he shouted. This was clearly an exaggeration. It was only nine o'clock, but anger made him skate over the error. He repeated himself more loudly. What the hell are you doing playing ball in the middle of the night? And who, he asked himself, breaks windows with baseballs these days? He felt as if he were in a 1960s sitcom. The three boys dragged themselves up the incline and entered Mark's yard. Standing a few yards from his window, they unsuccessfully tried to hide their fascination at the destruction they had caused as they contemplated the shards of glass sparkling on the dark lawn. It was odd to see the three boys standing still. Normally, he saw them racing around the neighborhood, either on their bikes or, more recently, in one of their parents' cars. A few days ago, he had narrowly missed one of them riding a bike, no-handedly, on the street. But now, they were rooted in place, apparently weighed down by guilt. As they inched closer to the broken window, Mark felt his empathy kick in. Uh, sorry, Mark, one said, looking up. Then he corrected himself. Mr. Matthews. Their upturned faces made the 16-year-olds look younger. What a dumb name, he thought. Not for the first time. Dull to all but religious people who often asked, do you have brothers named Luke and John? Long ago, he had promised himself that when he had children, he would not name them after anyone who wrote a gospel. 
He used to ask women he dated what names they'd pick for their children, which either spooked them or prompted them to think that a ring was forthcoming. So he stopped inquiring. But occasionally, before he dozed off at night, he mused on names for his children. At age 30, he was starting to worry about whether he'd find someone. The three boys stared at him. Mark took a step forward and felt glass crunch underfoot. Tomorrow he would have to tell Anne, his landlady. She'd freak out. So he grew angry again. Who's going to pay for this mess? He asked, sounding like his father. Was there an internal script for these events that his mental hard drive automatically accessed? Um, us? said Brad, whom Mark considered the group's leader. Is that okay? Yeah, fine, he said. Hey, I know it was an accident. I used to do stupid things, too, and I know you're all good kids. They brightened at that. One boy smiled in relief, caught himself, and frowned again.